following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the Home Office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 330. Thank you for streaming, downloading, tuning in, whatever it is that you do to get it, perhaps by carrier pigeon. If that were possible, I would probably do that. We go door to door, do the show door to door, as it's been said before. <laughs> it's kind of way the way this works. So, uh, so yeah, um, the world is, is doing what it is. Excuse me. Um, in the middle of a pandemic, we've got us a protest going, which I'll have you know, I am perfectly fine with. Not that you've asked, not that I would sit here and go, oh, they shouldn't be protesting. There are people out there that are actually doing that. I'll get to that a little bit later on, um, you know, because I wanna, we want to talk a little bit about kind of what we were talking about last week with an idea of the way the world is, the way the life is. And, uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chew on that as well. Anxiously awaiting to try and get things back to normal. I know everybody is trying to get that way, which is sort of tied into this, you know, what is normal? What is going back to normal? The new norm as it was yesterday or yesterday, last week, we sit here and we try and sort it out as to, I just want everything to be the way that it was. Well, um, it's not gonna, I mean, I hate to break it to you. It's not going to be like that. There's too much out there that is happening. And that life being the full of change that it is, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I mean, look, there's some changes that have to be made. Seriously, uh, we live we live in a pretty effed up world right now. And things just have to be done differently. And what that is, it's, your, it's in your hands. It's in the hands of those who have the ability to make the change. And that's all of us. That's every last single one of us. And what is it going to take? How is this going to work? What are we going to do? <clears throat> Don't have those answers, but it'll be it'll be worth noting that uh, you know at least we are doing something. As such, uh, the pandemic. Uh, it should be noted too that uh, COVID nineteen. That's still a thing. It's still happening. It's unfortunate, but it is. And we're also seeing as of today, which, by the way, the date of production on this is the 7th day of June. It's a Sunday. Um, the The notion here that uh, the pandemic is not going away is something that should not be lost on anyone's mind. I love when people go, oh, oh you're just being distracted away from the pandemic with by having a protest. No, no, that, no. People are capable of maintaining more than one thought. And, and it's those that cannot are the ones that are, that are making the statements. Yes, the numbers in the uh, Memphis and Shelby County area appear to be going up, and that's not um, that's not good. And I don't know what we're going to do, or how we're going to deal with it. But you know, we are certainly doing our best to uh, try and keep this at bay. So, what is it that we that you know that we have to look out for? And it's the fact that we have to look out for each other. And it's it's sort of the universe in a weird sort of way telling us to, you know, put down the clubs, put down the weapons, you know, quit beating on each other, quit doing stupid shit and start looking after the fact that we all are human beings that are trying to survive. That's all we are. In the time of a pandemic, no less. <laughs> That's not it's not making it any easier. So 
uh, you know, that's 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 part of the problem. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to pause here and we'll be back. We're going to get into the whole thing about going home, but never going back. It's all coming up out of the break and you're listening to it right here from Radio Land. Don't go away. Wizards is Corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. So, yes, uh, we're seeing uh, an increase in in cases of the uh, coronavirus. It's not, um, it's not a good thing. And probably it's, you know, we can certainly open it up to the fact that, you know, you've got, you got, uh, you got everybody's opened up. You got businesses that have come back and are going, oh, we weren't expecting this to happen. Well, no, you <laughs> That would that would require some sort of forethought, some sort of consciousness, some sort of basis in reality as to what it's supposed to be like. But that's not the case at all. And as we talked about last week about the new norm, and what is the new norm? The new norm is uh, it's it's what we make of it ourselves. And there are those who sit there and they go over and over and over. They go, "Oh, we just got to got to go make it. We're going to go back to the way it was." Look, the guy that's in the White House ran into the whole platform of "Make America Great Again." assuming that it wasn't great at all, which is kind of a ridiculous statement to make. Um, We've certainly gone backwards in my estimation. We're having in the 20, the 20th, well, actually technically the 19th year of the 21st century, we're talking about race understandings. Racial conflict is, is, is a problem and it's not, it's not good. There are too many people that are, are being beat up and they're dying and they're, they're just, it's it's not good. And to sit there and say, well, you know, we got we to gotta go back to the way things were. No, we don't. We don't need to go back to the way things were. What we need to do is to stop for a moment, make the changes that are necessary to, to, to make our world safer and better and more pleasant and then, and then move forward. But sadly, there are people that just don't want to do that. <clears throat> and and that's a problem. Uh, I uh, I watched with great interest uh, one of the protests that occurred uh, here in Midtown, in the uh, Cooper Young area where I live. Um, I saw it on the Facebook live stream, and I, and I know people go, "Why didn't you go over there? Why didn't you Why didn't you go there and support it?" It's it wasn't it's it's complicated, but I you know I'm so, I'm fully and wholly supportive of it. I think it's fantastic, and these these. Uh, these young folks that were putting this thing together, uh, just a, a wonderful thing to see. And I and I could not be more proud to see this happen. And I certainly hope this doesn't go away. It shouldn't. They should be protesting now until these changes are made. And then you got these jackasses that are driving around uh, in their hate truck, and they're you know they drive around the police and they hit a couple of protesters and they send one of them to the hospital and the police just write them a ticket or a summons, or a warning. They don't even arrest them. They just move along. Under any other normal circumstance, if you hit somebody with a car, you're going to be probably dealt with fairly severely. But this is a problem. <laughs> this is a big, this is a big stinking problem. And 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 what, and what, what are you, you going to do, huh? You support these people. That's what you do. But they say, oh, no, we can't have this. This would be wrong. We can't support... 
We can't support these sorts of things. This is, you know, this is what it is. We want to go back to the way things were. You color people need to go back to the things that you were supposed to be doing. Oh, my God. It makes me cringe every time I hear these these, these things that people will say. Uh, for example, there are those who, okay, protesters, and rightfully so, will say the following thing. And quite, it's quite literal. Please stop murdering us. And then there are people who are complaining about the protest going, but, uh, hey, I got to go. I got to go somewhere. You're holding up pro. You're holding up pro. Stop murdering us. And the response is, but, the ellipsis. It's a pretty stark thing to understand. These are the same people that got all upset when the Confederate statues were, were coming down. You're erasing our history. No, we're not. We're tired of looking at participation trophies. People don't understand that why they were why they were put up in the first place. It wasn't because the veterans of the Civil War wanted to be recognized for any of this. No, they didn't. They lost. They were put up during the time of the Jim Crow laws to remind black folk where they stood amongst some of these white people. <laughs> Let's move forward now. I mean, but we want to go back. Hey, the one good thing about a pandemic is that it stops that shit. We're not going back. We need we need progress. We need to move forward. We need to have a better life for ourselves. And if it takes a big pushing of the reset button, then so be it. And you know, yeah, sure, change is difficult. That's what makes it makes it so, you know, messed up. And as it is, you just um you learn to adapt and you and you move along with it. And then you find, looking back, it's like, man, what a tough time this was. Boy, remember the year 2020? It was a joke before the pandemic. It was like, man, what are people going to say about the year 2016? Remember, you remember 2016? It wasn't that long ago, three and a half years ago. Remember that? There were all these people. There were all these celebrities that we knew they were dying. It was just circumstances. It just was. It was like, my God, how many more of these people are we losing? And then... November of 2016, Donald Trump got elected into the White House, which baffled a lot of people. <laughs> it's still sort of baffling now. And now all of the events from that point forward have culminated into what we're dealing with now at this very particular point in time. Uh, between uh, the, the, the protesting and a pandemic and the way we are perceived by the rest of the people in the world has changed dramatically the way we stand in, 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 in the world. And um, that's, that's just it. We have to come to grips with these sorts of things. And yes, change is going to, is going to have to come. You know, when I was a kid, I spent uh, the occasional summer with my grandparents, as one did in those days, or do today perhaps. And they lived in a very different place. And I would um, go and spend a few weeks with them in this tiny little town in Texas. Outside of Marshall, Texas is a little a little area called Karnak. And then outside of that was a little community called Uncertain, Uncertain, Texas. It sits on the banks of Caddo Lake, Texas' only natural lake. And my cousin and I would go fishing quite a bit, stomping around to perhaps in the woods and down into the swamps and just doing what kids did. Having a big old time, enjoying our summer. 
And as, as it happens, as you grow up and you venture away from those things and life becomes a little bit more serious than folly, you find yourself going to school and, you know, developing a world for yourself, building, building a, a world that will be yours, developing relationships with, uh, with people outside of your family and becoming friends and perhaps even get married and have children and create a family. And you do those things, right? You know, life comes in. And it wasn't too terribly long ago that I was thinking about those days in uncertain Texas. And I thought, wow, it'd be kind of nice to go see it. And I was in a position where I could. I was driving and drove through there. It hadn't really changed a whole heck of a lot. There were some changes, considering after all of these years. But boy, howdy. You could go there, but it wasn't the same. None of those people that I knew there, of course, were gone. I mean, they were they were all gone. Most of them had died. And the people that had come into the area were there for it's a holiday spot. It's our vacation spot. You know, I had um, I had friends of the family had an, a lovely little place that sat right on the edge of the lake area in the swamp, and it was gorgeous. It's not there anymore. My grandparents' home is not there anymore either. And it does, it does kind of, it does, it's a bit of a kick in the nuts. I mean, if you think about it, because it's like, okay, well, here I am back in one of the favorite places and my memories are so wonderful and tied to this, yet it's not there anymore. But I'm here. Why is this? Well, it's simple. You can always go home, but you can never go back. And that's why. You have to maintain that in your head that this was such a beautiful place. It still is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love that area. And uh, I would love to be able to go back and spend a weekend or two there to, you know, to have some fun. Go fishing again out there on the lake. <clears throat> and there are people who knew my family there. So there's there's always that to chance to rekindle some of those old relationships. But still, it'll never be the same. And in that same aspect, it's it's going to be that way, too, once we get past all, everything that we're getting through right now. This is this is necessary. That's the thing. What we're going through right now is absolutely necessary. Yeah, the pandemic, too. Could there have been things done to, you know, mitigate some of the damages? Absolutely. Was it done? No, not at all. It cost a lot of lives. I certainly hope that that will not mean... <laughs> that those people died in vain hopefully that we will have learned a few things about the way we treat people those that are sick and especially now with the death of george floyd which appears to be at this point the the last straw these police need to stop what they have done and they're not right now they're, they're just not doing it some some communities i know are, are trying to make the necessary corrections and the steps to, to, to stop it. But you know, Hey, come on, <laughs> let's, let's step this up. It's high time that the burden of responsibility had shifted to those that are responsible for this sort of bullshit. And it needs to stop. I'm not black and I can't really sympathize, but I can empathize. It's a big difference, and that's something that we all have to understand. Well, I have black friends. Sure you do. <clears throat> I don't think of it that way. I think of it this way. It's a little more healthy. I have friends. That's all I have to say. I have friends. Whether they're black, white, yellow, red, green, purple, pink, it doesn't, it doesn't freaking matter. I have friends. 
And if you care about your friends, then you listen to them and engage them and ask questions and be sensible and empathize. That's the thing. Try and understand where they're coming from. That's what's that's what's lacking in this whole thing right now is that there's there seems to be this this massive gap in understanding and empathy. And how do you wrap your head around this sort of thing as you know, as as white people who have have gone through their lives with white privilege? They don't want to admit that, you see. Well, certainly you've, if you're white, you've certainly had advantages that other people of, of a different color did not have. Well, it's not the case with me and my family. Bullshit. It was the case. It's always been the case. And you turning a blind eye to it just makes it worse. It's enough time to deal with right now that we've got all these things on our plate. Some people might call that a test. Oh, it's the universe that's testing us. The good Lord is just giving you a test. It's not, there's no test. A test is what you go through in school as you learn. You find your patience may be tested. You might find that your understanding may be tested. Maybe your education in general might be uh, tested. That's part of it. But learning to embrace these things, these changes and learning to understand what's going on just outside of you is a completely different thing. It's like what I was talking about. Well, excuse me. Um, with all those things I was talking about, with the people that go that complain about it, they complain about the protest. Oh, get a job. <laughs> I love that. Why don't you people have jobs? Why don't you look around? There's 20 million people in the United States of America right now without a job. Unemployment is at an all-time low, high, whatever you want to call it. It's ridiculous. Thanks to a pandemic that was mis- mishandled. And there's probably some of you that go, oh, that's unfair. You can't say that. Well, I can. I have an opinion. But add to that this whole notion of a group of people that you may refer to as people of color that are being marginalized. They're being set aside. They're being victimized. Because of that, because of the color of their skin. That's it. That's all there is to it. That shit needs to stop, man. And here, and here's what's really remarkable about it. Is that everybody on the planet now has seems to have a camera and a video camera at that. And it, hell, they all shoot in 4K now. We're seeing this in living color and full stereo. You know, these are fantastic images that we're seeing. And fantastic not meaning a good thing. Incredible images that are coming out of this thing. And yet there are people that defend the actions of these idiots. Oh, it's just a few bad apples. <laughs> yeah, well, then they need to be purged. If you got bad apples, you throw them away. If you wind up having to throw the whole barrel away as a result of it, then so be it. And uh, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Except for this, that, that finding a way to embrace change that's a big that's a big step in the right direction finding a way to infect that change or affect that change to make it a thing in your society do what's necessary like i said you don't you're not able if you're white and you're listening to this you're not able to sympathize (laughs) not in the least none of you can but you can empathize with them and you can share their fear. And that's what it is. It's fear. That's what all of this is. All of this racism, that, that's all it is. It's based in one thing, and that is fear. 
And it's the people that are in power. It's the people that are in control right now are the ones that are the most afraid. And what are they afraid of? They're afraid of change. They're afraid of their lives being completely disrupted and, and, and turned around. Well, that's not the way it was when I was growing up. You know, we had everything we wanted because Muffy and Peter said it was that way. No. No, no, no. If it was anything that we've that we've that we've learned from this is if you want to go here, let's 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 use this as an example. You remember Paula Dean? <laughs> that just got eyes rolling. What who he brought this old broad up? What the hell? Look, I have in my kitchen cabinet, in my drawer, is a wooden spoon that was personally given to me by Paula Dean when she was in town and I did an interview with her and it, and it has her little signature on it. It was already, she didn't sign it. I mean, it was in, it was embossed into the thing. But I have it and I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> and I was rooting around in the, in the drawer looking for a wooden spoon because I have several of them. Well, I had a really nice one. I had a long handle on it, but a dog decided that he liked it better. Nevertheless, I, I, found, I found this little flat handled you know, it's about an 18 inch long, uh, wooden spoon to Paula Dean spoon. And I've used it. I still use it. And, and I was talking to a friend of mine about it and he kind of reeled at me in horror. He's why, my God, why would you have that? And I said, you acted like I was just like hanging a Confederate flag outside my door. No, you know, I mean, I mean, look, Paula was, was a very tacky, tasteless broad was, I say, cause nobody gives a shit about what she's doing now. But you remember what got her into hot water though? About having the whole wedding idea there, where the all the all the uh, the servers were people of color. <gasps> Ooh, they were black, and they were all wearing the white dinner coats and the black bow ties. And it's like, what? What is this? Eighteen sixty? What the fuck? And that's what that's what she wanted, and 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 she kept talking about it. It wouldn't shut up about it. She got into trouble, and even after she got into trouble, she didn't was like, well, that's just the way I was raised. That's no excuse. <laughs> That's called willful ignorance. You know it's wrong, but you're not willing to do anything about it. That doesn't make it any better. Are you expecting now that that black people are going to hear that and go, oh, well, that's just the way you were raised. I get that. <laughs> what the absolute fuck? Asking for some sort of a pass like that. Well, that's just the way I was raised. Um, You know, I was raised in a very different world, too. And it wasn't always about acceptance. I lived in South Texas for the most part of my, for the, well, at least my formative years as a, as a youngster. You want to talk about racism? Yeah, it was all over the place. I saw it. Didn't necessarily agree with it, of course. You, be, you become a conflict with the way that you're raised versus what you see in the world. And that's part of growing up, and that's part of the that's part of the necessary changes that that have to occur for anybody. You you have to adjust your life for that. Drop that baggage, if you will, and and go into this a little bit differently approach things that are uncomfortable because that's what it is. It's uncomfortable. And that's, you know, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. Ooh, it's fear. Oh, I'm afraid of the black people. He's going to do something to me. No, he's not. <laughs> Tell you something, there's more white people out there causing trouble these days. Jesus Christ, turn on the television and watch. Well, television, turn on social media and see it. Watch Facebook live. That's pretty interesting these days. It was said that the next revolution would be televised. It is. Well, it's broadcast. Let's put it that way. And it's happening. And shows like this with me sitting here talking about it just shows that I'm not afraid. 
maybe I'm trying to lead by example. I don't know. Is it self-serving? No, not at all. It's to share with you my point of view and my understanding of as much as I can possibly understand this. That there was a talk, you know, it was really, it was really weird. I mean, we've been dealing with this for quite some time. Police officers that were, that were killing black people for no apparent reason, aside from them being black, you know, showing them a different type of favoritism, if you will. Knees on necks, hogtied, slammed to pavements, beaten. It's been going on forever. But, you know, just before the George Floyd death, and we were in the midst of the talk of the pandemic, which was dedicated to every moment of news time was, was sent to that. There was talk, it wasn't mentioned much, but there was talk about discrimination against those that had it and were immune to it, you know, that had the antibody, and those that didn't have it. And it was also talk about the discrimination about who was going to get the shots and who weren't. And it, was going to, it wasn't going to be black or white, it was going to be who had the money and who didn't. And just as we were getting into that point of this whole discussion with COVID-19, George Floyd loses his life with a police officer's knee on his neck and his death captured on video, shared to the world, and seen by millions of people. His death is not in vain. His death shines a very, very stark, bright light on what's going on. And people have had enough, clearly, right? There are protests happening all the time. There's a protest happening as we speak. And rightfully so. And it's not just in the United States. It's around the world that people have had enough. And what I really like about all this is that the protests have spilled over so dramatically into Washington, D.C. that I <laughs> I can't help but be proud of that and amused. Standing at the gates of the White House, complaining to a man they call Bunker Bitch. Perfect name who demanded his entire administration that a wall be built. Well, he got one. It's made out of chicken wire, and it goes all the way around the White House. And he hides down in his bunker because he knows that if enough people were to storm those gates, there'd be nothing the Secret Service could do to stop it. Sure, they could hide him. You know, that's what they're going to do. Well, you know, it's part of the job. I get it. <clears throat> But bunker bitch down there who's tear gassing clergy, tear gassing people who need the clergy so he could get a photo op in front of a church. Thinking that's gonna that's gonna turn the tide. It's gonna it's gonna win him back his support. You know, the, what nobody else is really talking about here is that his base is 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 waking up. They are. There are people who voted for him in 2016 who are now looking at this as, oh my God, what is this? They could be perhaps forgiven and not really thinking that this was going to be an issue. In fact, nobody really saw it was going to be this bad. I didn't vote for the man. I just thought he was just a bit of an idiot and way out of his league. I didn't expect the world to come apart at the seams as a result of this. And that's what it is. Oh, how could you blame Trump? It's easy. It's very easy. Just look around you 
and I'm not going to lay out the facts. I'm not going to get into a political debate about it because that's not the that's not the that's not the problem here. The problem is that there are people in our society, American people, that are being attacked by other Americans on a large scale, and these Americans that are doing the attacking are law enforcement. They are government employees. And it's not much of a leap to say that the American government is attacking its own people because that's exactly what's going on. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. And it's like that bitter taste that you get in your mouth when you see these sorts of things. And here's here's what's here's what's important. There are people that are turning a blind eye to it. Hey, I just don't want to see that. Oh, that's just it's just upsetting. And people just need to oh uh, no, you need to watch it. You need to absorb it. You need to listen to what's being said. You need to stomach this nastiness. Because the sooner that you do, the sooner lives will change. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. The one interesting thing about having a uh, protest and all the things that go with it is those that, uh, that take advantage of it for their own commercial gain yeah that's a thing i'm actually looking at an ad of it's for a company that that uh, they're trying to get you to use their their web browser and it's a guy standing there he's a protester and he's standing on a sidewalk and he's holding a sign that says stop using a browser that tracks you <laughs> okay whatever you want to try and sell uh selling it through the use of a protest as a background for any commercial purposes aside from what's going on right now in the real world is a dick move. It's a shitty thing to do and it's absolutely horrifying. It's cutting off at the knees the reason why these protests are happening in the first place. Why do, why do you have to do that? Oh, it's because when you're a corporate thing, you got to look cool. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. A little update as to the things that are going on in and around the uh, the old radio station at radio-memphis.com. Of course, things are you know fairly uh, you know <laughs> it's it's I just like well, you know what kind of what kind of a schedule y'all maintain over there as best as we possibly can. I wound up having to take last Friday off because I had uh, I had some car trouble. Got it fixed. No big deal. I was going to wind up having to take Monday off tomorrow off, but uh, it's not going to be the case. I think it looks like I'm going to be there. I think. I don't know. i got to get with LJ and see what his deal is. But, yeah, we're starting to get back into a, a, a little bit of a pattern now. Regarding the other shows, nope, not yet. Phase two in Memphis has been extended through next week. Wasn't necessarily the plan, but that's just the way it is. Uh, with, a, uh, with, with the protests going on, uh, the open restaurants that have been happening, the people that are not paying attention to the social distancing guidelines, the number of cases of COVID have gone up. Go figure. 
and be that as it may, I just I don't want to put anybody into a position the way we've done in the past that uh, somebody's going to get sick from being being down in that studio. And, you know, that, what do you right? <laughs> so slow the roll. We're going to continue on doing what we're doing. We'll be there when we can. It's coming. We'll be back in there before too terribly long. And yes, it will be different, uh, much like what we talked about in this program today. So. There is that. Also, on the other note, uh, Drinking with Dead People, the uh, the new YouTube show that is uh, still in production. Uh, we're about uh, <coughs> a little over halfway through with the first season, really. So we'll start releasing episodes here fairly soon. And there's another thing coming. <laughs> there's another thing coming involving LJ and I. So uh, be uh, be on the lookout for that. You'll see that when it comes to. It's all going to be on YouTube. It'll be fun. It'll be scary. It'll be unique. And it's all happening uh, through Radio Memphis. If you want to learn more, go to radio-memphis.com, where this show is at, where the radio station is happening. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, tonight on the Blues Show, it's music from the library. I was planning on possibly maybe going back down there, but nah, I'm going to wait till next week. We may do it next week. We'll see. We shall see. But it won't happen this time. But uh, if you're looking for some blues music to listen to uh, tonight, 8 p.m. to about midnight, There'll be a chock full thing full of it. Just enjoy it. Kick back, crack you open a cold one or nine and enjoy it. And, uh, and, and, and we'll go from there. So I believe that that's about covers it. It's all on my list for now until I turn off the mic and go, shit, I forgot to mention. Ah, we all do that. So, uh, so there you go. Look, we're going to pause or we'll be done. Actually, we're done. We've done pausing. We're just stopping, uh, <laughs> for this week, at least, um, I will tell you this, uh, for those of you that are uh, uh, motivated to go and protest, I, I highly recommend it. Please do it. And I want you to also do something else. I want you to be responsible. I want you to uh, show what nonviolent activist protism is about. Gandhi was very successful with it, as was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., they stood for incredibly wonderful principles. And to get that point across, they did it by not raising a fist. I mean, clearly you can hold your hand up to show that I'm here and that I'm strong and I'm not going away. But don't be busting windows. Don't be setting fire to shit. You know, stand your ground. <clears throat> be prepared. You go to a protest. It's not a party by any means depending on where you are in the world that are listening to this, if you find yourself in a position of tear gas, know that the Geneva Convention actually does, they do not allow the use of certain tear gases because it's technically a chemical weapon. <clears throat> Be mindful of that. Some places they actually carry tennis rackets to fire the tear gas canister back. They bounce them back over there. Look out for rubber bullets. Uh, those, that's another thing. Uh, they are not meant to be used the way they are being used, where they're just aimed directly at the head. No, they're meant to be shot off of the ground as a ricochet device to push people back. Just keep that in mind. Wear a cup, perhaps. Some baseball protective equipment. Whatever it takes. Take your sign. Hold your head high. Don't raise your fist in anger and beat on anybody. That's what protesting is about. Learn from those lessons that were done. This, this isn't our first time. We know how to do it. So there you go. If you do find yourself being maced, uh, milk will be a good way to neutralize that. Take lots of water, stay hydrated, be cool. Watch out for everybody. Look out for your neighbor. Walk arm in arm. If you're walking down the road, don't just be loose. Walk arm in arm the way it's supposed to be done. Everybody agree on a chant. Everybody agree on a song and stick with it. 
It'll be fine. We'll get through all of this. And this change is going to come. And it's going to be good. It's going to upset a few people, but that's that's part of the point. It's going to upset some old people. Fine. Fuck them. Upset them. That's what makes things happen, right? So on that note, we'll see you next time. Uh, you've heard what's coming up on the program then. So until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, okay? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. <laughs>